Hello and welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 4, Episode 13, Runners. for this episode was March 13th, 1989. It was directed by Michael Caffey, who uh, previously directed The Survivors and will direct 14 more after this. And it was written by Joel Schwartz. This is his only credit on IMDb. Um, Why don't we go into the plot in brief? Uh, In this episode, MacGyver tackles teenage prostitution. Uh, He (laughs) helps a young girl who's out on the streets and her only option to make money is to uh, hook herself out or, or... I don't want to hook. say war. Hook, hook is the word that they use in this episode yeah. to be nice about it. Um, and he's going to help her. Yeah. Um, and we start the episode outside of a convention center we've yeah. used in several episodes Right, so right. This is, this is the same one from, like, Lost Love, right? Right. Um, and I think we start with Dana Elkar as MacGyver is arriving, mm-hmm. and uh, basically he's been called in as tech support because... Yeah their um, booth at this aeronautics uh, convention is having some technical difficulties. They they brought ten times as many wires as they needed and yeah. tied them in a giant knot as if it were Christmas lights. And uh, MacGyver's brought in to sort things out. Yeah, and I'm not even sure what the Phoenix Foundation is doing here. Um, but... Uh, they, they got their hands in all kinds of pies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they had a picture of a space station, too, there. And I was like, I wonder what space station that's supposed to be. Is that supposed to be Skylab or something? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and because uh, this was before ISS, long right. before ISS. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the Phoenix Foundation presentation, um, which uh, when they do get it fixed, we see that it's actually just footage from uh, early retirement. No, it's uh, – is it early retirement or – no, it is early retirement. Yeah, yeah, because the rocket disarmament. <laughs> disarmament. Yeah, I was going to say kill zone, but you're right. It is that. But, well, they use the same warehouse, exterior. Uh, yeah, the exteriors so, for that, that Phoenix Foundation yeah. lab area. But you have these two guys walking by in suits, and then we move yeah, we into the basement we, where they're doing the disarming, and we're walking along the missile. Right, right, right. Uh, around the same time, a uh, fancy – is it a – I think it's a, some kind of caddy that pulls up. Yeah, the is car, his, his yeah. nice car. Uh, yeah, it's a super nice car, and out gets this thriller red-jacketed guy named Snakeskin <laughs> – um, and he wears this thriller jacket for the whole episode. Which is great. Yeah. That's this, it's just, I'm sure it smells awful. <laughs> that kind of terrible old leather. Like uh, He saved up for one decent outfit and he just wears it 24 seconds. Right, right. Uh, and, and another uh, young lady gets out of the car named Crystal. And she's dressed up pretty much like... Uh, Julie Roberts in Pretty Woman. Like, yeah, like cartoon prostitute yeah, outfit. Yeah, super, super short skirt, like a, almost like a mink, like a some kind of fluffy, furry coat, yeah. but not big enough to really cover her. Yeah, and she's, you know, got the little clasp purse dangling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so Snakeskin is giving her, like, a pep talk about how good she's going to be and how... She's his number one girl. Mm-hmm. And he, she has to make $500 tonight. Yeah. Uh, so she's got a... So he's just dropping people off at an aeronautics convention. Yeah, because that's where you go. That's where the all the Johns are. <laughs> uh, those guys like their rockets, it's you like know? There's a lot of money in there. Another girl shows up and she's only raised, well, like, what, a hundred bucks? Yeah, and she and wants she's been in drugs. there for a few hours. And then he's like, a hundred bucks? What is this? Like, 
you've been in there for a few hours already. And she's like, well, the convention doesn't even start until later. Yeah, exactly. It's it's nine in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally like the janitorial staff and like other people that were like there setting up booths yeah. way early. So now you're sending this girl in, but she has until tomorrow. Right. So she can she can work all day and work all night. Yeah. The actress here playing Crystal is, uh, her name is Holly Fields, and she plays the lead in Wishmaster 2, hmm. which is funny because we've previously, as a guest on the show, had yeah. the lead from Wishmaster 1, which was Tammy Lauren, who who appears in uh, Season 1, Episode 11, Nightmares. Uh, definitely nightmares. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh, at I this point, I can't tell you the numbers. I, I have the the order of the first season memorized better than anything after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. Um, according to IMDb, she was twelve when this was shot, <laughs> but that, that I'm pretty sure that's a typo. Yeah, yeah. She was. She's definitely at least in her twenties. Yeah. Although she's playing sixteen. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they would ask a twelve year old to play a sixteen year old in this. Episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with this content. <laughs> Uh, so the, uh, second prostitute, Candy, um, I, uh, your, uh, your wife made a funny joke that you can't have a prostitute name unless you're named after a precious stone or, or some kind of sweets. Yeah. <laughs> Something that children like. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so she's, she's already hooked on some kind of drugs and she yeah. needs a fix. Um, and more than likely she spent what money she did make on other drugs. Right. So that's why she's coming up short for snakeskin at this point. Uh, so Crystal moves into the convention and she tries like sidling up to a couple of guys who just immediately ignore her. Yeah. Um, but she, she doesn't lose her confidence. She, she kind of gives like a little bit of a shrug, but then she puts on the, like the brave and does the walk, you yeah. know, like she's like, I'm going to get somebody. Uh, and, uh, MacGyver is still kind of like putting the finishing touches on the presentation when Crystal comes over to Pete and then yeah. asks him for a date and MacGyver's response is he just pops up from like, behind wait, the... wait, what? He's like, well, maybe I want a date. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she just walks in. She's like, hey, you want a date? And Pete's like, what? Yeah. And MacGyver's like, shouldn't you be in school? I'm on a field trip. Maybe you can help me with my homework. It's like, Ooh. she's got some good responses. <laughs> uh, you know, this is like a, like a prostitute handbook for like yeah, she's, witty comebacks. She's going for extra credit. <laughs> See me after class. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, you know, she realizes that this is a dead end, so she kind of just leaves. Yeah. And uh, Pete makes a comment that she, she looks like she's 16. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but she immediately finds some other guy. Who's, like, totally interested. Yeah, this <laughs> guy. all for it. In fact, he's super interested to the point where he just whispers what he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, he's like, you do, you've done this before, right? Because I like some pretty weird stuff. Yeah. And then he whispers a bunch of it in her ear, and she's like, yeah, I just remembered I gotta go. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm suddenly way less interested in this. Yeah. And he tries to pull her into the elevator, and a sort of scuffle ensues. Yeah, yeah, she 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 kind of makes a little bit of a scene, which attracts hotel security. Right. And Who I think are coming over initially to protect her. Yeah, Or yeah. to see what the problem is. And uh, she just runs off because she doesn't want to get caught. So he's like, oh, this girl just propositioned me. Like, yeah, yeah. he wasn't following along with it at all yeah because because it makes so much sense when she screams let go of me that like that was his fault yeah clearly like clearly like she is not the one to blame in this situation when she's saying let go of me and then she tries to book it out of the convention center Mm -hmm. but macgyver sort of catches her yeah because security's been alerted and so she didn't want to go out the front door so she hides behind where macgyver was hiding yeah 
And uh, and you think MacGyver's going to actually lie to cover for her, but he kind of just stretches the truth. Yeah. Because security asks asks him if he if he's seen her, and he says, uh, "I saw her a little while ago. She went upstairs with some guy." Yeah. Which was the truth. That was the yep. last. That was the last time he saw her. So it was like MacGyver is like keeping her. Still keeping his like his conscience, yeah, semi clean. He didn't lie to anyone, but he didn't tell the whole truth. Yeah. Uh, so he asks like if he can like buy her some food, and she's still kind of like trying to hustle him. Yeah. Like you know, hey, you know, thanks. Like maybe um, I could return the favor. And, and MacGyver's like, no. All right. Well, I like this cheeseburger place down the street. Yeah, that's in, in, the, in the convention center. Where security is still looking for you, right. by the way. And also, the re- this restaurant in the convention center, pretty sure this is the same one where we had the Fraternity of Thieves meeting up like and the sitting ju- down the for The Health Club juice yeah, bar or yeah. something? Yeah, I think we're just looking at it from the opposite direction, but I think it's the same room. Yeah, and MacGyver's not at all con- concerned about appearances, because she's still wearing her, her prostitution garb. Yeah. Like, she still looks very, very out of place yeah. amongst the people in suits and, like, professionals. Uh, space hooking. That's what she's got her own booth set <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, like where, where no man has gone before. <laughs> um, apparently, I read an article. The oldest uh, profession meets the newest <laughs> profession. <laughs> I read an article that was supposedly about whether or not any astronauts have ever fooled around in space. Yeah. And according to NASA's official things, is it's never been documented that anyone has ever done this in space. Yeah. Because... There's no way that didn't happen, though. Right? That's that's exactly like, how I feel. The first time there's a spaceship with a man and a woman on it, they'd be like, hey, do you want to be the first people to do this in space? Exactly. Because I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to be very careful because there's no gravity. Stuff's going to go everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, according to NASA, there's it's never happened. Astronauts have been very, uh, very uh, respectful. That's not that it's going to be disrespectful. I was just saying, like, that... They've been professional. Well, how often is there a spaceship where there's just a man and a woman in it by themselves? Well, by themselves, never. But definitely men and women in space. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. Is it illegal to murder someone in space? Yes. It's not international. Even in international waters, it's still illegal. But is there, are there, what what law binds people that are in outer space? Well. They're not in a territory. True, but they're probably, there's probably something about operating as an astronaut as an agent of the country in which you were belong to in which so you it could isn't murder me. someone on a spacewalk maybe i still think you because you're a representative of a country and you're still bound by that country's laws while you're in space i don't know that seems weird i'm not bound by a u.s law when i'm in other countries that's true but you didn't also aren't a part of an, a government agency you don't know that <laughs> Anyway, MacGyver. we're getting into real speculation here when this episode doesn't even deal with space at all. Almost revealed that I work for DXS, but anyway. Uh, so, Crystal at their kind of like little little bit of a lunch kind of tells MacGyver about why she needs the money that she's got this boyfriend who needs to get some new mags for his car. Yeah, I, I mags are, are magnets. Wheels. He wants yeah, magnets, magnets to just I, stick all over the I don't know car, car stuff. They're wheels, right? There's I have no idea. Rims, <laughs> maybe? Um, yeah, well, she, he needs new mags. And uh, MacGyver is just like, hey, you know, it sounds like he likes his car more than he likes you. And she goes, no, he loves me. He just needs me to do this. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver offers to take her somewhere safe, which is odd. I don't... 
because she doesn't seem like she's interested. Yeah. But uh, so they head outside, and for some reason, Snakeskin comes back. Yeah. There, there's no reason for him to come back because he yeah, says. Yeah, as he, far as he knows, these she's still hooking, and she yeah. just found a client. But right. he's going and interrupting it and saying like, "Hey, she's working the hotel," and yeah. it's like, "No, she's coming with me." Yeah. Like. Why don't you just wait here, and presumably she would come back and give you your money, right? Right. Maybe she negotiated $500 for the whole night. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Plus, he said he wouldn't be back until tomorrow. What yeah. What changed his and he mind? Yeah, does, and she doesn't owe him the $500 until the morning. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it makes no sense for him to... It's it's purely just to have this confrontation. Yeah. Uh, but MacGyver uh, basically says, I'm taking her with me. Uh, Snakeskin pulls out a knife. And says he's going to gouge out MacGyver's eyeballs. Capiche. Yeah. Capiche. Which is like a weird mix of like, I don't know, Capiche is like Italian. Not mm-hmm. really. It doesn't fit this guy's MO yeah. really. But, he he um, has not yet shown that he, he like is Italian. Yeah, he's, he's not a mafioso type. Mm-hmm. That's not his thing at all. But uh, MacGyver throws him up against the back of his own car after he spins him around and disarms him. Yeah. Then he just runs to the driver's side window and yanks down on the gear shift so that the car is in neutral and starts rolling yeah, down I'm, the I'm hill. A, uh, that's or what I, drive, I don't know. Well, as I was saying, like, to me, uh, yeah, I, I, I assumed neutral. Yeah. Because I don't think you could put it from park to drive without being on the brake, right? Yeah. Well, I'm. it depends on the car. I think you could. Mm. But I think it actually is a neutral because it stops pretty dead in its tracks later. Yeah, yeah. But um, so as soon as Snakeskin realizes what's going on, he ends up chasing his car down the street. And the first thing he does, because it's going like into the the mm. opposite traffic, and it's about to hit like a divider or like a retaining wall. Right. And uh, he's like pushing it back into the lane to keep mm-hmm. it from hitting the wall. And he successfully like redirects the car as it's rolling. Yeah. But it, then it crashes into a bunch of planters on the side of the road. It's actually a, a pretty good chase because he's like pushing and trying to jump in the window. At the but the time. camera work is from like the passenger seat. So we're right. watching out the driver's side window as he's running alongside the car trying to redirect it. Uh, yeah. So MacGyver and Crystal drive off and Snakeson is like just like, I'm going to get I'm going to get you for this. If you ever find yourself in this situation, the correct response is to jump in through the driver's side window and to push the brake with your hands. Yeah. Don't just, just try just and run the, and chase the car and hold on to it. Just get the car stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't you can't physically stop a car by grabbing it and like yeah. putting your feet down. Yeah. It's just too much weight. Uh, so where MacGyver ends up taking Crystal is to the Challenger Club. Yeah. We get, we get a remix of the Challenger Club in this episode. Which we just had last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cynthia Wilson's still uh, still running things. Yeah. Because uh, they got that funding. She made an excellent recovery. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so MacGyver kind of brings brings Crystal in and says, "I got to run away. You know, girl in trouble. She needs a place to stay." Yeah. And and Cynthia is more than willing to to help, but when she starts trying to ask about the family, Crystal just says her mother died and she doesn't want to talk to her father. Yeah. So. They kind of leave it at that, and Max says he'll come back to check on her later. But he's gonna he's got to get back out of there. Yeah. Firstly, to a gas station. Yeah, and so Mac, before he leaves, casually asks Cynthia about this guy named Snakeskin. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. know Snakeskin. I know this guy. Believe me." Uh, he, he, she says that like, he specializes in little birds with broken wings. Right. And it's like, geez, that's some. It's, it's, a, it's a really way to put it. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, God, he just picks up girls who are, like, in a bad way. Yeah. 
that's that's worse. That's worse than just being a pimp. And then he gets them hooked on the drugs. They're not like they don't start out that way. Right. First one's free. Uh, and uh, so Cynthia shows Crystal her room, uh, which is a nice room considering. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I wonder how many spare rooms that they actually have. Maybe this used to be Booker's room. Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> That's why she got over it so easy. They were already kind of like on the rocks. Yeah, they had a... separate rooms going. Mm-hmm. Um, she's willing to help Crystal if she wants it, but there are rules. Like one of the rules is no hooking while she's here. Yeah. So I guess at like the Challenger Club. Yeah, it's like Cuba's like oh, okay. I guess you're off limits. Like and like all these guys who have been following them just go oh. oh. <laughs> Did we just away. make that rule today? I've we... been hooking this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been hooking. Him and Breeze. <laughs> Some midnight cowboy situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm hooking here. <laughs> uh, so as MacGyver pulls up to the gas station, the, to me, there's like this, like uh, this uh, vacation moment where. Like, I don't know where he's going to fill up the gas tank. And, yeah. And then he goes to, like, this unusual spot. It's underneath the left taillight. Yeah. And I was just picturing Chevy Chase trying to find the the gas tank, and he rips off the back license plate. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, Jeeps fill up under the taillight. Yeah. Or he's just replacing the... The, the taillight fluid? The, hel- the headlight fluid. <laughs> it's a carbide lamp. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as as it's filling up, we actually get a flashback from Phoenix Under Siege. Right. And uh, it's it's kind of crazy because this is the first time one that we've seen uh, uh, his grandfather in forever. Yeah. And he's he's still alive. Like the character is still Maybe alive. Maybe since Phoenix Under Siege. Yeah, I, I don't think we've seen him for. That like was season a, two, right? It had to be season two or three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we haven't seen him in a great long while, Henry. Yeah. Henry, or not Henry. Harry. Harry. You know, I keep messing that up because his name's John Anderson, and there's a Harry Anderson, and yeah. so I don't want to say his name is Harry because I know that he's not Harry Anderson. He's John Anderson. <laughs> uh, it it really just every every time I try to get it mixed up in my head. Yeah. But we the flashback is from. But on the show, his name is. Harry what? Jackson. Jackson, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the flashback is of young MacGyver with Harry and the police officer showing up. It's that weird set where it's just everything's black. Yeah. Except for like the front door and a grandfather clock and a chair. Yeah. Uh, it's and we know from having seen more of this flashback before that him and his grandfather were just sitting there playing chess yeah and then someone knocked at the door well yeah and and we even had a moment in between there where they're just looking at the clock and it's getting later and later and they still haven't come back and they're they're both nervous but this trooper is at the door and he says their car went off the road they both drowned Mm -hmm. and uh so just then uh the uh uh the gas pump dings yeah and macgyver goes to check for his money and it's all missing yeah and he realizes that it must have been crystal and then we immediately cut to Crystal counting the money, which only looked like maybe $20, mostly ones. Yeah, that's like 10 tanks of gas, though, in 1989. That's true. Uh, but it's not anywhere close to the $500 that, that, he that, he, that yeah. she needs. Yeah. Uh, as a, 
So Mac comes back to the club and says that he had to hawk his watch yeah. to pay for the gas. Uh, and Cynthia is getting off the phone. Because in the 80s, you would get the gas, and then they would trust you to come in and pay for it. Yeah, exactly. You pay after you fill up. Um, it, it reminded me of uh, Planes, Trains, uh, when he's trying to get the room. It's a Rolex. Yeah. It's like, I too have a watch. It's a Casio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does Casio still make watches? I don't I haven't know. Bought a Maybe watch just forever. keyboards now. Um, and uh, so when they go back to check on Crystal, she's of course she's gone. And, and the windows open, the almost window's implying open. that she jumped out the window right. well, to leave. She wouldn't but I think have she just to. walked out the door. Yeah. It's not like they're holding her prisoner. Exactly. Um, and MacGyver asks where Cynthia. And she knows the exact address. Yeah, that's a little convenient that she has the address memorized. Yeah, it's very, very strange. Uh, And uh, so we then go to Snakeskin's place, which I keep thinking because of of the writing on the wall, it says court. And I thought it was like some kind of old court building. It's just like, it's just some, but it's just like a, some, and it's an apartment. It's like a crappy complex. Yeah, Yeah. so it's, it's like some kind of. It looks like it's totally abandoned and they're all squatters because there's a lot of graffiti all over everything. And uh, so a cab pulls up with Crystal and all her prostitution sisters are outside saying, you know, girl, you shouldn't be here. He doesn't want to see you. Looks like you got more uh, guts than brains brains coming back here. Um, And uh, she says she's got the money. And and Sammy, who is snakeskin's kind of like, I guess just guard. doorman kind yeah. of yeah he, a, he this he's played by Byron Chief Moon who we had in Ghost Ship he was yeah yeah guy. yeah I was yeah. like I, I know he looks familiar yeah and uh, I recognize the name yeah uh, and uh, he says oh just give me the money I'll I'll make sure he gets it she's like mm, I'm just yeah. gonna give it to him so uh, she's got a little bit of street smarts yeah so far uh, just at this moment Snakeskin pulls up and he just walks right by her he doesn't even make eye contact yeah. he doesn't turn his head. And she's like pleading with him. She says, I need you. So, That's right. You do need me. And uh, MacGyver arrives at the same moment. And we just kind of hear their conversation in the background while MacGyver's kind of figuring out a way to get her out of that situation. Yeah. Uh, MacGyver pulls a whole bunch of, I guess, cabling from a dumpster. Yeah. And ties it to the uh, axle of the car. And uh, while Snakeskin's like kind of counting the money that Crystal brought... Which, of course, is nowhere near the money. He says it's not even enough for a car payment. Yeah. Um, which, so I guess, it, like, you know, he just, he doesn't own this car outright. I mean, he's, a, a, presumably, these are not his only two girls, Candy and Crystal, right? Yeah. Well, there, there's a third girl there. Right. Um, who we don't, we never get But it's like, for. how does a guy who's got income from three different women not have, like, his car, he just got yeah. it. And he has, like, one outfit and yeah. the crappiest apartment that he can't possibly be spending any rent on. Yeah, like, exactly. Where, he's got no all rent. His money he's got going? no overhead. All the drugs, maybe. I guess. Uh, he so, doesn't seem like he's a user, though. He seems like he's a pusher. Right. But he should have more money lying He's still got to buy it. I don't know. I think he's he's sockholing it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think he's got it piling up. Uh, <laughs> he's a good investor. He's actually got <laughs> yeah. all his money tied up in, in, the, in the market. Yeah. Uh, this is the prequel to The Big Short. <laughs> so MacGyver sets off the car alarm in Snakeskin's car, but like just pushes on the, the, the trunk. Yeah. And when uh, Snakeskin kind of like runs off with Sammy to check on the car, 
Like, Iron Fist drives his Jeep right up to the front door, almost hitting everybody. Yeah. And has Crystal get in. Crystal's got no reason to get in. Yeah. She, she just ran away from this guy. Yeah. Stole all of his money and has made it perfectly clear that she's not interested in staying with him. Yeah. And but she also, for the first time, got rejected by Snake by Skin. By Snake Skin. Uh, but she gets in the car and they drive off. And then Snake Skin and Sammy pursue in Snake Skin's car, which is now dragging a huge dumpster. And it's still dented on the front from having crashed into the planters. Correct. But now, yeah, he doesn't notice that he's dragging the dumpsters until like two blocks down, even yeah. though there's no way that wouldn't be making an ungodly noise. Yeah. Like if his car could even pull the thing, first mm-hmm. of all. But second of all, the wheels on that dumpster would have come off right away. Oh, yeah. Um, and But as soon as he sees the dumpsters following him, he just slams, slams on, the on the brakes. I mean, that thing collides with the car and then starts, all that energy is just like spinning the car out of control. That, that car's not going to stop that dumpster. Um, it's probably way heavier than the car at this point. Lesson two in foiling MacGyver for our listeners. The correct response to this situation would have been to make a sharp left or right turn around a corner and try to slam the dumpster against something that isn't your vehicle. Yeah. Um, or just like, yeah, cause you can't slow down. It's a really tricky situation cause you'd almost have to like slow down just enough to let the dumpster tap the back of the car and then apply the brakes. Right. Um, yeah, because you, know, you don't, obviously he's not the smartest guy and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. part of the joke, but we're just letting you guys know. Yeah. In case MacGyver does this to you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie, um, what's it called? Where the guy has to drive a truck full of nitroglycerin. Not the Wages of Fear one, but the sort of remake from like the 80s or 90s. Like mm. riding, A Ride with Death or Riding with Death. There oh. was an MST3K episode about it. Oh, wow. But um, the, it's like a tiny little jug of this chemical that's like super explosive. And it's strapped to the four corners of like a moving van. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. right in the middle of the truck. But the, they cut the brake lines on this truck when it's, like, going through the mountains. And so he needs another trucker to get in front of him and just keep slowing the car mm-hmm. down until they're just tapping bumpers. Okay. But it's just, it's a really cool scene. Well, it's kind of a modern version of that with Unstoppable. I think it's called Riding with Death. Yeah, it's kind of like Unstoppable, yeah. Yeah. Unstoppable was a really great movie, actually. It's not it's not terrible. I yeah. mean, it's 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 a little predictable and, and just what it is, but... Denzel and Chris Chris Pine and Tony Scott directing. I mean, yeah, and T.J. Miller's in there, and is it is it Ethan Supley or Ethan Supley? Yeah, as the the train engineer, it's got Rosario Dawson. Yeah, uh, yeah there's there's some good people in it. It's a small movie too. It's like I've said it before. I'll say it again. Tony Scott, above and beyond Ridley every time. Yeah, he 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 knows how to make a really entertaining movie. Yeah, it's not that Ridley Scott doesn't. Ridley Scott just gets a little too artistic. Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he just goes he goes too deep in like the mythology of it and not mm-hmm. enough into the like are people still watching this part <laughs> yeah i've stopped so i assumed they've stopped yeah now they're doing blade runner 2 and yeah and and alien sequels there's two alien sequels coming out right yeah. now right because but, but bloom camp is it, bloom camp is doing the the sequel yeah but it's and but it's a ridley's sequel. doing prometheus 2 yeah but bloom camp's sequel is a sequel to aliens Right, because it's got nude in it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a direct sequel to Aliens, as if three and four never, never existed. Right, which is which they didn't it be. they didn't happen. Um, but is it going to have um, Sigourney? Yeah, I would imagine it would have to. I feel like but... you have to have her in it if you're yeah. going to do an Alien. Well, because I think it's supposed to be way after, just because Newt's older. 
Yeah. So Sigourney would be the right age to continue to play the character of Ripley. Yeah. Because she's just older. Yeah, I'd, I would love that. Yeah, I'd like that too. And I don't. Camp, I don't think they're going to have the original Newt girl play the part. No, they're no, probably no, going to recast gonna be recast. it. But um, Bloom Camp. Is it Bloom or Blom? Blom Camp. Blom Camp. I think there's Bloom only one O. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that guy, District Nine. Um, I I think, I think he could do a good job. Yeah. Even though I haven't, I didn't see Chappie yet. Chappie's good. But I didn't like the Matt Elysium. Damon one. Yeah, yeah. No, Elysium I wasn't a big fan of, but Chappie. Yeah. Chappie was good. It yeah. wasn't District Nine was just so amazing, but uh, Chappie is good. Yeah, um, and from what I hear, all the all the art that he put together for his pitch for the new Alien sequel mm-hmm. was like everyone's like, let's do this because this is the closest to like H.R. Giger we're gonna get as yeah. far as the artwork goes. So I would totally be down for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm MacGyver's houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't. Uh, we're back at the house, but we haven't seen it for a little bit either. Um, and uh, Crystal is kind of making comments about how people on living houseboats like to drift around. Yeah. Uh, like and, she knows everything about him. Yeah. And so uh, she kind of likes, like, kind of goes, "You need a woman in your life, MacGyver," implying that she would be the woman. Yeah. Uh, and MacGyver just tells her, "Go upstairs and take a shower." Which is kind of weird. Yeah. But why don't you take a cold shower? Yeah. Uh, MacGyver makes like just some, which he the whole wheat banana pancakes. And, yeah. Uh, and she pretends they're good. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, they have a conversation about them both being runners, where MacGyver is always running to trouble, and Crystal is always running away from trouble. Um, she also reveals that her name isn't actually Crystal, believe it or not. Shocker. Uh, her name is Tasty Candy Bar. <laughs> what? <laughs> just Jennifer. Does she give a last name? Uh, well, Rainer is her father's last name. Right. So I'm assuming that yeah. it, that's her name as well. That's where she inherited that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so they kind of talk about her mom's death, that, uh, uh, you know, she died in a car accident and then she kind of asks about MacGyver's parents and MacGyver's dad, you know, died in the car accident. Yeah. But his mom lived and died of a stroke while MacGyver was in Afghanistan, which we don't really know when that was, but we, it was brought up in the GX1 episode Yeah. when the psychic was saying that you blame yourself for not missing coming. the funeral. Yeah. It's not your fault. She understands that. And he didn't even find out that she had died until the day of the funeral, according yeah. to this episode. Uh, so he wasn't able to to make it back. Yeah. And so the next day, we're back at the Challengers Club, and Crystal's father, uh, Jennifer's father, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, Same I'll, thing. I'll, I'll mix them up, I'm sure. But yeah, Jennifer, uh, her father arrives, and it turns out he's a cop. Yeah. He's a sergeant with the police. And he didn't report her missing because... It would make him look bad as a yeah. cop that his daughter was missing, first of all. Secondly, that whatever she was doing. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have like a private conversation at the Challenger Club. Yeah. And he's being super creepy. Yeah. Like He's like, oh, I'm so glad she's all right. So what does she tell you about me? Yeah. She's a liar. You can't trust her. Yeah. And then when he has like his private conversation with her, he's all, what'd you, uh, what'd you tell them about me? Yeah. About us. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, oh no, man. this is not what it, I I think it is, is it? And it's not. Yeah, God. it's not. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I thought, this is gonna get really 
hardcore here. But I also thought it was weird that Cynthia was so judgmental already. Like, you can see it on her face when he's like... Yeah. So, so what does she say? Like, because yeah. you know you can't trust a word that comes out of her mouth. It's just one lie after another. And it's mm-hmm. like, that doesn't seem that far off from her experience with this girl. Like, yeah. she lied to MacGyver about wanting help, and then she took his money, and then she disappeared. Well, I think also, though, when, when, he, when she said, how come you didn't report her missing? And he says, I'm a cop. I can't, I can't have that kind of information floating around. Yeah. And that, that is where she turns on him, probably. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of... That's a crappy Jerk. reason to not yeah. look for your daughter. Uh, so Jennifer starts getting really upset. That's all you care about is what people think of you. Yeah. What your what your cop buddies think of you. Don't care about me. And and she gets really upset. She starts going on. They're getting and on. louder and louder. Yeah. And as you pointed out, this room doesn't have like the ceiling, the ceiling. is not attached no to ceiling. the walls. Yeah. It's it's just an open room. Uh, and so everybody in the whole. Challenger Club can hear this conversation. Yeah, including this slap. Yeah. Like, he hits her so hard that she's immediately bleeding. Yeah. And not just like, there's like blood coming out, it's already down her Like face. a line down to her chin from the side of her mouth yeah. already. Um, and she's like saying, you know, you'll never change, nothing's changed. And she runs you out. You said you were sorry, but you keep doing it. Yeah, every time you do it, you, you apologize. Uh, hitting home this message of, a, you know, yeah. Abuse. And then we get a little bit closer to the the root of their problem with each other, which is Which that, is him hitting her. Well, aside from that, is that the the reasoning behind his abuse is that he holds her responsible for her mother's death. Yeah. Somehow. But it's never really made clear how it could possibly have been her Well well here's the thing, like he was beating her the the story is that he was beating her and the mother tried to stop him, so he hit the mother and when she tried to flee with the daughter, she was crying and she was too upset to drive. And that's what killed her on the car So the accident. daughter was in the car when the car yeah. accident happened. Okay. Uh, I think I missed that detail. So she runs off and MacGyver tries to stop her, but uh, he, MacGyver has to change his attention to the father who's chasing after her really aggressively. Yeah. So he lets her go in order to stop the father. Yeah. And... And he's all, you know, this. Who, Here comes my favorite line yeah, of the episode. It was like, "What are you doing? This is none of your. This is none of your business." And then Cynthia goes, "That's MacGyver." <laughs> As if everyone in the whole world knows who MacGyver is and should treat him with the utmost respect. Yeah. And the father immediately like, reacts in the way that she seemed to hope he would, which yeah. is, "It's misunderstanding. I'm sorry." <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like you're you're like running down the street and you like hit the president like yeah, while you're yeah, running yeah. and you go hey jerk face get out of the way he's like it's the president oh, oh god I'm oh, so sorry what have I done <laughs> uh, so Jennifer like, that's MacGyver and he's just like for some reason he's heard of MacGyver yeah and it's like and real... just ready to commit seppuku right there <laughs> what have <laughs> I done um Jennifer somehow escaped like she's nowhere to be seen um, but and where it, does she go? Where could she possibly go? Back to snakeskin. It's either that or the aeronautics uh, convention because yeah. we only have enough money for four locations in this episode. <laughs> uh, and one of them we just probably shot while we were filming the previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so MacGyver figures she's going back to snakeskin, and he goes away. But uh, Reiner or Rainer? You said Rainer? Rainer, yeah. Rainer would be the other way. Uh, 
<laughs> the completely different spelling. <laughs> um, he asked Cynthia where where uh, where snakeskin can be found, and she's like, you know, I'm not telling you anything. You need to get help. As much as she does, you need help. She says. Yeah. And so him being a cop, he just gets on the radio and says, I'm "Give looking. me all the information on AKA snakeskin, uh, including a last known address." And he pulls a gun out of his glove compartment. It's weird that they have this last known address since it really does seem like he's squatting. Like, yeah. he registered this address with the police. Or he's been arrested and that was the address he gave. Yeah, I guess. Why would you give the address where you actually live? That's where my mail goes. <laughs> I'm a resident. I need, I need to get my residence. It's also so where I... my females go. <laughs> like the, the other guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was, you, were, you were a pimp. No, I wasn't a pimp. Were you talking about it? Were you listening to my story? I was like... So I had a whole bunch of other these girls who were looking for jobs. Yeah, that's called a stable of horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie, the other guys, I know we've referenced it all the time, but you should see it. I still love the fact that when they originally pitched that movie, they sold it on just Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, cops. Like five words, and they got a green light for it. Yeah. But the original name for the movie was The B Team, and it was supposed to come out the same day as The A Team. <laughs> that would have been so great. Yeah. But that, then they had to change it like towards the end because the marketing like got to be a problem, and they were mm. like, okay, you got to think of another name for this movie. Yeah. But, but if The A Team and The B Team came out the same weekend, that would have mm. been so funny. So, of course, Jennifer heads back to Snake Skin. Um, uh, Sammy's kind of standing guard outside while she goes in. And so MacGyver now back in the same situation before and decides once again to go dumpster diving but now this time there's a homeless woman who uh right. who's threatening to mace him in the face with, with hairspray with hairspray which this i think is, would still sting yeah the, still... the actress here is is uh, betty phillips and she'll come back to macgyver in mrs delaney as mrs delaney in an episode called the black corsage which i think is from the same writer or the writer of last week's episode. Mm. Um, but uh, she also played Grandmama Adams in 63 episodes of the new Adams Family, okay. which was the 98 to 99 one. God, they made 63 episodes of that? Apparently. Dang. I, I, I remember it as such a fleeting thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think they made, like, 10. I think you made... Are you thinking of the Munsters reboot? Oh, uh, well, which one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, well, the, the more recent one, 1313 Mockingbird. Oh, uh. That one was like... That was yeah, like I don't even know if it two, aired. Two, two airs. <laughs> but that was the Pushing Daisies guy, right? That that did the show? Yeah. That created it? I don't know. But everything he does gets canceled pretty quickly. Yeah. Wonderfalls, Pushing Daisies, yeah. every other show where people keep coming back to life or talking to inanimate objects. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one? Uh, the HBO one? Dead Like Me? Oh, Dead Like that Me, yeah. Too. Dead Like Me was... I really wanted to like it, but I couldn't really get into it. Yeah. I love Mandy Pantinkin. Yeah, he's great. So MacGyver asks the homeless woman uh, if he can kind of like do a trade for some money, <laughs> which is how money works. Yeah, you it's called it. a purchase, MacGyver. That's yeah. not a trade. <laughs> it's an exchange for goods or services. Yeah, for all debts, public and private. <laughs> uh, so Snakeskin is kind of like talking to Jennifer, and you actually think that there's like might be a genuine human being inside of Snakeskin. Yeah, because he says, "Why'd your old man hit you?" And when she says why about her mother, he actually holds her. Yeah. And you think, okay, Snakeskin's not, he's a he's jerk. He's not all bad. Yeah. And he's like, you know what'll help? A, Some heroin. A bag of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes to get a bag of heroin and 
Candy is still there, and she's like, she doesn't need that. Don't give that to her. Yeah. And he's like, get out of here. Yeah, get out. You're already hooked on this stuff. You yeah. don't care. You just want more for yourself. Yeah, she doesn't need that. I do. Uh, so MacGyver managed to convince the homeless woman to slam her cart full of goods into Snakeskin's car, damaging it even further. This car yeah. is like the real victim of this episode. Yeah. Poor thing. Um, I kind of feel like the, the, the road not taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the episode, right? Yeah, the, where they're cannibalizing the car the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, no, three for, two the three road. for the road. Yeah, I knew it was a. It has a road in it. Yeah, and a car. Uh, so she's she creates the distraction because Sammy's now like kind of like worried about the car, and the woman's like saying, "I'm not leaving until I pick up all my stuff." And MacGyver kind of slips by dressed as a homeless person, which right. didn't really seem necessary because yeah. It was totally unnecessary because yeah. he just snuck up the fire escape anyway. Yeah. Uh, and because uh, conveniently the fire escape has a window right next to the the apartment that he's in. Yeah. And so he kind of starts like slipping up to the uh, – and starts trying to get it, getting it open. Like he's sticking his knife up. It's one of those latches that kind of rotates around yeah. to close the window. And in the meantime uh, – Sergeant Rayner, Jennifer's father, arrives. Yeah. And he, like, identifies himself as a police officer to Sammy, which is actually protocol. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this, this is actually good. Yeah, he's not just busting into this place and pulling a gun on the guy. Yeah, he yeah. He actually shows him his badge. He shows him his badge, and, we, and he, he searches him and finds a gun on him. And uh, so he's actually following police protocol until he gets inside. Yeah. Um, he starts firing willy-nilly. Yeah, just randomly firing at a door. You know, you shoot the lock. Yeah. You don't shoot the center of the door. Because <laughs> uh, MacGyver manages to sneak in. Sammy, even though he's handcuffed to a railing... It's close enough to the buttons that he's able yeah. to page up to the room. Yeah, which even in a building that's not abandoned, like that's a fully functioning apartment building, those buzzers never work. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he got a hold of them this yeah. quickly. Um. So as soon as Snakeskin finds out that Crystal slash Jennifer, his her father's a cop, yeah. he just immediately slaps her across yeah. the face. And she's got, you know, she already has the blood dripping down from her dad hitting her. Yeah. So she's just getting worse and worse. It was, but now she realizes, basically, she can't trust any man. Yeah. Except for one. Yeah. The guy who's breaking in the window to get, get her out of there. Yeah, the guy committing a felony on the other side of the apartment. Yeah. Um, so as MacGyver come, busts in... Because he makes a lot of noise, like he knocks over like a lamp. Yeah. Um, Reiner pounds on the door. Perfect distraction. Yeah. So so now he's got like Snakeskin's got like two different. He doesn't know where to go. Yeah. And MacGyver gets the drop on him by like when he he's like reaching through a door. MacGyver slams the door on his arm. Yeah. Well, first Snake Snakeskin fires around through the door to scare her dad off. Yeah. And then he says, you want your daughter? She's coming out in pieces. Mm -hmm. And then he starts to walk into the room where MacGyver is. And yeah, he slams that door on his, on oh, his right wrist. Right on his hand. And so now, uh, obviously, Sergeant Ryder now has probable cause to enter. Uh, again, following totally following police protocol. But instead of entering. Yeah, first he fires like random shots into the door. Where... One of them seems like it comes out through near the handle. But yeah. it doesn't look like it busted the handle. Yeah, because then he just kicks the door open anyway. Yeah. But when we see the direction that he was firing his gun in relation to how they're standing in the room, like, yeah. if those bullets came out of the other side of the door, they should have hit MacGyver or his daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's no reason that they should be fine on the other side. And how bad does this situation look for MacGyver? 
where MacGyver is in the apartment with Snakeskin and the girl. Yeah, that's true. I <laughs> like, didn't even think if, about if that. If I was if I was him, I'd see him. MacGyver, I knew you were involved. It looks like he's involved with it. Yeah, there's so many episodes of the show where MacGyver and Pete are like totally incriminating themselves because yeah. of the way that they go about getting evidence, which is like totally circumventing any like privacy right. law. Um, and yeah, so he takes aim at Snakeskin. He's like, he turned my daughter into a whore. Yeah, and she's all, she gets real. She's all, he didn't, you did. Yeah. I learned it from watching you. Because <laughs> we kind of breezed over it before, but her dad was also a whore. <laughs> no, that's not true. So, uh, I like uh, I made this joke while we were watching that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's he's gonna shoot snakeskin for doing it, and when he realizes that he's he's responsible, he looks like he's about to turn the gun on himself. Yeah, like you you called it an embruge moment. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert: If yeah. you haven't seen embruge, you gotta stick to your principles, mate. Yeah. Uh, I honestly really love that part because it's just like this guy's been terrible the whole time, and then you're like, oh no, he's like he's not a hypocrite. He's a man yep. of his word. Yep. Yeah. Did he go along with you about the bloody alcoves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, great movie, Embridge. Uh, so from here, this isn't a really good wrap up because we're we're in the Act Five wrap up, and but it's like really depressing because she doesn't have a home. Her father's in counseling. He has to have court-supervised visits to see her. She's on the. She's virtually on the streets. What is she gonna do? Yeah. Like it's never really explained what her options are at this. I point. mean, I think her options are to stay at the Challenger Club. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the purpose of the club is to help. Like it's it's almost a rehabilitation facility. But she needs to be put in a foster home. She's a minor. Yeah, that's true. Like I mean. I, I feel like there's probably some minors at that club already, but I feel like most of them are probably young adults who just don't have anywhere else, any other place to turn. Uh, yeah, so she's playing basketball horribly yeah. outside. <laughs> which, which I hope was just like, they are just running the camera, because every time she misses, she goes, seriously? Come on! <laughs> like, like, it's just really her struggling to get the yeah. ball, because they wanted to have that shot where she makes a, a basket and goes, yeah! yeah. But uh, around take 90, they were like, you know what? We're running out of film. <laughs> Let's just get a shot of you being disappointed about another miss. Um, it's just a metaphor for her life. <laughs> you know, you miss 100% of the shots you take. <laughs> So, MacGyver and Jennifer have a moment about them running and being runners, and that she can stop running. And she says, MacGyver, you can stop running too. It's not your fault. Uh, And then MacGyver runs off. Yep. (laughs) The end. Um, It actually ends with a national runaway switchboard PSA moment where they're all, if, if you're in trouble and need help, call this number. And I think I remember reading that like they actually got a lot of business on that hotline from mm. this particular episode of people that didn't realize that there was a system in place for people that had run away. Yeah, because there are probably people in bad homes yeah. who are watching TV and goes, oh man, I have an option. Yeah. I didn't know I had an option here. But the number has actually changed since this episode aired. Yeah, now, yeah. The number is now 1-800-RUNAWAY. Mm-hmm. So for all those runaways listening to our podcast, yeah, yeah. let's cause another spike over there at the runaway hotline. Uh, you know the um, all four of our runaway listeners. You know the classic like uh, it's an it's an old Nintendo joke. Um, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, NES game. 
I don't know that game. Okay, so it's it's a pretty hard game, but at one point you can find you can go into the campaign club and get Jessica Rabbit to talk to you, and she says, "Need a hint." It's like, and she gives you a, a phone number for a hint line for the yeah. game because the game is impossible to figure out. Yeah. Um, but if you call that line now, it's a phone sex line. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. So oh if any God. kid ever should happen to pick up the game in modern times <laughs> and play it and go, oh, yeah, I do need a hint. <laughs> this is a way better hint than I ever Oh, expected. my gosh, yeah. Hold on. Let me find my mom's credit card. <laughs> um, and then you'll give me the hint? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you wearing? I don't see how that's appropriate for the hint. But <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this episode's it's, it's okay. It's... You know, it's I, I consider it a PSA episode almost as much as uh, as the the uh, the previous Challenger Club episode. Yeah, yeah. But that episode was crazy. Super dark. It uh, this episode is not as crazy. It almost felt like they knew they went so dark with the challenge that they felt like they had to have a transitionary episode that yeah. was like half silly and half serious mm-hmm. to put on the way back to being a normal episode, even though. Next week's kind of crazy too, but it feels yeah. more like a more standard episode. It's not a yeah. PSA. Oh yeah, next week's so much more standard than this. Yeah. This is still a pretty obviously. This is a very serious topic. I know we made light of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Very... It's only because we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. Yeah, and um, but you know, these kinds of episodes of TV, whenever they get like super heavy, because again, the challenge was heavy in a lot of different ways. This yeah. is more of like. Domestic abuse, home abuse is like a problem if you need help. Yeah. This is who you should call. Um, and so in that respect, it's like, okay. But as an episode, like as a standalone episode, like if this was like an episode that you'd watch on TV today, yeah. it probably wouldn't be as impactful. Yeah, it's definitely one of those uh, a very special episodes. Yeah. Like the, uh, you know, Saved by the Bell diet pills thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's not terrible. Um, like the, I guess no real MacGyverisms. I think the closest thing to a MacGyverism is tying the dumpster to the car. Yeah. It's just a clever, like, yeah. Tactic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think that's about it for this one. Um, if you guys have any thoughts you want to share, you can find us on Twitter at opening gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash Phoenix foundation podcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com and if you're digging the show feel free to review us on iTunes um, I couldn't help but notice that no one has felt free to review us on <laughs> iTunes since like August so not even ourselves <laughs> <laughs> anybody out there new to the show that's that's uh, enjoying their listens that's that's a good way to help us you, get, you click get on more the f- people listening you want to click on the fifth star the fifth star that's is how you log in to the, write the, a review the accurate star <laughs> um, anything less would be uncivilized um Yeah, and uh, that's all we got for this week. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 4, Episode 14, Gold Rush. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you.